It was a deadly 4th of July in Chicago. Joe Biden scolds gas companies. TikTok use is still killing kids. A school board member in Washington state wants to teach nine-year-olds about sex at her sex shop. That and a whole lot more on today's Random Thoughts. Hello and welcome to episode number 194 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That is R-A-N-D-U-M-B Thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill, and a lot to get to on today's show. I hope you had a good 4th of July if you are here in the United States and celebrate that. Of course, if you've been watching the news, you know, here in the Chicago area, anything but a calm and quiet 4th of July. And of course, that refers to not only the shooter in Highland Park, Illinois, at the 4th of July parade, which is making national news, but that also includes what else is going on in the city of Chicago that, for whatever reason, the mainstream media does absolutely not want to report, which is over the weekend, 57 shot nine dead and that had nothing to do with the fourth of july parade and that's an issue but there were more people shot in chicago than were shot at that parade in north suburban highland park and i believe if you're listening to this show you know exactly why that is you know all about the narratives that are being pushed And you know all about the fact that a lot of things that should be front and foremost on the national news coverage just does not get there because it does not support the narrative. So, of course, crazy young white guy. And in this case, crazy does not even begin to go into a 22 years old. I mean, just looking at the guy. And I know maybe that's rude judging a book by its cover. But just looking at the guy, you go, oh, yeah, he's going to shoot up a school or he's going to do something bad. The fact that his parents are claiming that they didn't see any warning signs. Don't believe that for a minute. Police had been called to their house multiple times. The fact that it seems just before starting this broadcast today that the father of the kid was the one that sponsored him getting a firearms identification card here in the great state of Illinois back when he was 19. So his father, who had to know that this kid has some mental issues, has to be held responsible here. But this is why you can make laws all day long. You can get into these red flag laws. These are the kind of things that should have stopped what happened here because there's very strict gun laws in the state of illinois but it's still not going to stop this and it's a mental health issue that is not getting enough attention way too many people are on the bandwagon of well if we would just get rid of the guns and the insanity of that is in this case as long as this is the most recent and the one causing all of the 
Fiora right now. Well, this kid allegedly was planning this for weeks. This was not a spur of the moment thing. And I just have to ask, let's just imagine for a moment that you can wave a magic wand and rid the world of all handguns and rifles, all firearms. Well, what do you think was going to happen with this kid? And he's 22, I know. I'm calling him a kid. But what was going to happen with this guy? Did, do you think that if all guns were magically removed from the world, that this guy was going to be instantaneously sane? Do you think this guy was going to be instantaneously not wanting to kill people? No. That's not going to solve the mental health problem. That is not going to solve the anger problem. That is not going to solve the violence problem. What that will do is just make somebody look for an alternate method of destruction. This loon used a rifle. The loons in Boston a few years back used pressure cookers. So are you going to uh, take pressure cookers off the shelves too? Anything that could be possibly used for violence? Do we go after that? No, you go after the criminal. When somebody commits an act like this, you put them away and you never let them see the light of day again. But that's not what the people on the left want right now. That is not what the far left wants. They don't want criminals being held because that's not fair. They don't want bail. That's not fair. Putting people in jail that some of these loons want to completely get rid of using jails. I don't know what you're going to do with the criminals. You know, they're all just victims, according to the far left. But what you have to do is deal with people that break the law. Again, law and order country means that you actually have to have a stick somewhere in there. You have to have a punishment. You can't just make laws, and when people break those laws, go, well, I don't want to prosecute that guy. No, that would be inequitable. You actually need to prosecute. You actually need to keep them in jail. Somebody goes on a shooting spree, they never see the light of day ever again. You deal with the criminal, you don't deal with the tool. Because you can just as easily kill people with a pressure cooker. Thanks to Joe Biden, you could just as easily get your hand on some fentanyl and drug a lot of people and kill a lot of people. For those old enough to remember the Tylenol scare back when some loon went and uh, this was back in the day before the drugs you bought at the pharmacy were actually sealed with protective seals and stuff so you could tell if they were open. And somebody went in and put poison in the Tylenol and people were dying after taking Tylenol. If somebody wants to kill a bunch of people, taking the tool away from them, one tool away is not going to do anything. They're going to go to something else. And then the question becomes, where do you stop with taking the tools away? Okay, well, guns are the easiest, so let's go after guns. Let's get them all off the streets and let's pretend again we can somehow magically get 300 plus million guns off the streets of the United States. Well, then people that want to commit mass amounts of carnage will move to something else. 
maybe it's knives, which happened in the UK where they actually start making laws about how many knives you can buy at one time and all of this. I mean, this is the insanity. You go down the line. Well, then if somebody starts using baseball bats, well, then we have to make baseball bats illegal. Oh, yeah, I can't have that. You have a no win situation when you're trying to go after the tools that people use to commit the crimes. You need to address the reason why people are committing the crimes. And I'm all for programs and plans that will try to help people before they get to that point where they're going to commit a crime. And there are some people that can be helped, but there's also some people I think just they're wired in such a way that you're not going to be able to keep them from trying to commit mass carnage. And if they do so, then you put them in jail and they never see the light of day again. That's how you deal with it. But of course, because a gun was used here, Governor J.B. Pritzker of Illinois went right back after the gun in a video. He said, in part, quote, our founding fathers carried muskets, not assault weapons. And I don't think a single one of them would have said that you can have a constitutional right to an assault weapon with a high capacity magazine, end quote. Well, if you'll just go back four episodes in this podcast history to episode 190 of Random Thoughts, all about the Second Amendment, that was completely debunked over and over again because the Founding Fathers had just overthrown the government, which at the time, which I two out of three allegedly, according to a survey the other day, Two out of three young adults did not know who the United States gained independence from back in the 1700s. And that is just sad. But it also shows you exactly where our school system is going, why our educational system is in the toilet. But Governor Pritzker, if you would actually just do your homework, you would understand that the founding fathers wanted the citizens of the country to be armed well enough that if the government became tyrannical and out of control and was doing things that the people of the country did not like, the people could use said weapons to overthrow the government. So, yes, I think the Founding Fathers would have wanted the people of the United States, the law-abiding citizens, of the United States to have access to whatever weapons that they wanted. U.S. House candidate, former Navy SEAL Eli Crane, reacted to Governor Pritzker's statement in much the way that I did. In an interview with Breitbart News said, quote, the gap between the firepower of the U.S. civilians and the military now is far greater than the gap that existed between colonists and the combination of regimented and ad hoc military forces that had just defeated Britain. Think about it. The military has predator drones that can drop a Hellfire missile and erase your home without you even knowing it was above you. And they have nuclear weapons and aircraft carriers. Now compare that to what we're allowed to own today. 
There's just no comparison. The American people are greatly outgunned by the 21st century military, far more so than were the colonists in the 18th century, end quote. Again, that is former Navy SEAL Eli Crane and making a very good point, which is at the point the Constitution was written, there really were no weapons that the government had that the people were not allowed to own. They didn't have predator drones back then. They didn't have nuclear weapons. They didn't have an Air Force that could drop bombs on you. At the time, they wanted the citizens to have access to all of the same things that the military did. And I think the founding fathers may be more horrified of the fact that the government can now turn tyrannical because it has access to so much more to keep the people in check, to keep the people under their thumb than they did back in the 1700s. As the quote attributed to Benjamin Franklin says, quote, those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety, end quote. And it's interesting when looking up to make sure that quote was exactly right. Oh, there's a whole bunch of lefty sites telling you why that didn't mean what you think it means and how that's not saying exactly what it's saying. But that's because pushing the narrative is vitally important. You can do your own homework, make up your own mind, and figure out what you think that quote means. I think it's pretty clear in the realm that it was written in. But, you know, everybody is welcome to have their own opinion. Back to Chicago, Alderman and mayoral candidate Raymond Lopez wants to know why the gun violence at this parade getting the treatment that it is, but nobody's paying attention to what's going on in Chicago. I have been, and there's some sources that have, like the website heyjackass.com, but he was on Fox News Channel's The Story and said, quote, I think what we see is the difference between the frog in boiling water and the frog in water that's getting slowly and steadily warmer. And what happened in Highland Park was horrible, horrific and tragic, but it was a singular event and it jolts the system. But in Chicago, weekend after weekend, we've seen where it's just one shooting here, another shooting there, a couple shootings over there, and it just gets lost in the background noise. Where was the anger? Where was the outrage? Where were all of the federal resources coming to bear on the city of Chicago the way they've come to bear for Highland Park? End quote. Well, a big part of the problem, Alderman, is your mayor and our governor here in Illinois, Lori Lightfoot and Governor Pritzker, who have their heads in the sand and refuse to do anything about the constant violence in Chicago. And it seems that the only reason is because the people committing the violence are black, and they do not want to go after that because, you know, it's inconvenient for the narrative. So they refuse to do it. They let it go on. And it's been happening for as long as I can remember. If they want federal help, they have to ask for federal help. If they want the National Guard to come in and clean up the streets of Chicago, they need to request it. But that has not been done because, again, 
It does not fit the woke narrative. And you want to know why violence is running rampant. Somebody posted a video of this past weekend of a bunch of people on the streets jumping on top of a Chicago police cruiser, kicking a Chicago police cruiser, and the cops just driving away because they're outmanned. They know they're, even if they make an arrest, the people doing these things are not going to be punished. So anarchy rules. Again, law and order needs the laws to be enforced at every level. Once you start saying things like, well, you know, if you only steal under $950 worth of stuff, we're not even going to prosecute that. You know what people start doing that have never stole before in their life? They start stealing because they know they're not going to be punished for that act. It's like that is now legal, so it's okay. Go steal. It's fine because the government said it's fine. What happened in Oregon when they decided that all hard drugs can be legal? A lot of people start overdosing. Wow, isn't that a surprise? But the government said it was okay. They said it was legal. That can't mean it's bad for me, can it? Since marijuana was legalized in the Mile High City of Denver, traffic deaths involving somebody high on marijuana up over 100%. Wow, isn't that a surprise? But the government said it was okay. This is where the insanity comes from. In a nation of law and order, you have to respect the law, and there has to be punishment if you don't. Now, I don't mind people smoking pot. I don't think it's really any different than drinking booze, but you can't get behind the wheel after you drink booze either. And this is where law and order, again, you need to have the stick. If somebody is going to do something that is against the law, punish them. If you're not going to do that, why is the law there in the first place? And Chicago has very strict gun laws, but somehow some of the highest gun crime in the world. So doesn't that tell you that laws don't work? Wouldn't that any normal, rational person see in Chicago where guns are illegal and all this other stuff that uh, the fact that there's still more gun crime here than anywhere else? In the United States, wouldn't that tell you that maybe the laws don't work? Or maybe the fact is you're not actually enforcing the laws. Until you're ready to enforce the law, the one that, you know, the laws that are on the books, why are we making new laws? Makes zero sense. But that is what the left keeps trying to do in the case of this Highland Park lunatic. I don't think any law was going to help. I don't think any law you can magically write from here going forward is going to help. You need to pay attention to what's going on. Parents need to do a better job, which is probably never going to happen. And people just need to be aware of their surroundings. And if you see a kid that is in trouble, then try to step up and do something. There was a coach for this lunatic that went on the shooting spree in Highland Park that said the kid and his younger brother were part of a Nerf football program that he ran years ago, and the kids were always the last one there. The mother was never picking them up on time, had to be called multiple times to remind her to pick up her kids. So, uh, you know, this story is a tragic one, but because a lunatic does something, 
the rest of the people should not be held accountable for it. They should not be then punished by having their means of self-defense taken away. The founding fathers were clear. Again, don't need to get into it. Go back to episode 190 and listen to that if you missed it. I believe it was a really good episode. And if you disagree, let me know why. Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N, at randomthoughts.com. All right, on to TikTok and Google. A Bloomberg report says that TikTok has employees in China that are accessing your data. Well, if you listen to this show, you would know that. Not a surprise. TikTok's response confirms our fears about the CCP's influence in the company. We're all well-founded, said Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee. Quote, the Chinese-run company should have come clean from the start, but it attempted to shroud its work in secrecy. Americans need to know if they are on TikTok that communist China has their information, end quote. Now, I don't know if it's really any worse that communist China is having your information than a lot of other people, but it's something that you should be aware of. Again, the amount of data that these apps collect is not just what's going on in the app. Perfect for blackmailing people. Perfect for dummies who uh, don't realize they're being tracked and look up things online that maybe they shouldn't. There was another article, you know, that Google has all your data, too, because I think we knew that. But Google, the data story was a little bit different in the fact that Google now being woke is going to start removing places from your GPS history. Let me back up for one brief second. If you don't know, your cell phone doesn't really matter if it is a Android or Apple device. They're tracking where you go if the GPS is on. This was a big story years ago when somebody found the data file on the iPhone which showed you point by point where you were in any given time. And you could overlay that with a map and see exactly the places you went to the most and when you were there. So this isn't a surprise that this information is being collected. The companies most of the time, I think, now give you an opportunity to turn that off in the phone. But whether that data is not being collected, well, who really knows? Who really knows? But the Google data, you can download this if you have an Android phone. You can go into your Google account and request that data and see everything that Google has on you, at least everything that they're willing to share. And part of that are your GPS coordinates for any given time. So you can follow somebody if you have that information. You can go back and see where they were at any given time, any given place, if they've ever been there. And that's what Google is now going to start removing from the data. They say on their website, quote, some of the places people visit, including medical facilities like counseling centers, domestic violence shelters, abortion clinics, fertility centers, addiction treatment facilities, weight loss clinics, cosmetic surgery clinics, and others can be particularly personal. If our systems identify that someone has visited one of these places, we will delete those entries from location history soon after they visit, end quote. I mean, I've got so many questions. 
so many questions here. Like one would be, well, then what's going to happen? Are you going to have like some big glaring block of time where people just disappeared? Like, hey, little Susie was driving down the street and then she was nowhere for a few hours and then started up again. You know, what's in the middle of these areas between the time you stopped and started? Because anybody that can do a little bit of sleuthing, if it's a close enough thing, you can figure out what's in between those areas where they're blocking that off. And how do they decide? What if you don't want those kind of things? What if you want to remember when you went to the abortion clinic or to the shelter or to the addiction treatment facilities? Are you asking Google to not track that as part of your data? But this just shows you how the eyes of Big Brother are on us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you carry a spy device, a.k.a. a cell phone with you wherever you go. But I think. All of our GPS data is fairly personal. I mean, do you really think as a rational person that only counseling centers, domestic violence shelters, abortion clinics, fertility centers, addiction treatment facilities, weight loss clinics, cosmetic surgery clinics, and others? are Is that all that's particularly personal? No, I think everywhere you go is personal. But that's not going to stop Google from collecting all of that data. It's probably not going to stop them from selling this data to third parties they're just going to remove it from your little database so you can't see it and i think this is fairly interesting that soon it'll be like oh we're so woke while you were in a violent george floyd riot well then we're going to remove that oh wait there was a lot of looting going on in this city we're going to remove all of your gps data Now, January 6th at the Capitol, they're like, hey, government, here's all the data. Here's all the data. Google needs to be stopped. Really, truly, the big tech sector has way too much information. They know everything you do. They hear everything you're saying if the phone is around. And I know it's hard. I mean, I've got one of these phones sitting here as well. But it's amazing how often things you talk about then show up in the ads and stuff that come around. So be well aware of any of these devices being around if you're saying anything that is sensitive. Now, TikTok, oh my goodness. If you've listened to this show, you know what I think of TikTok. It is a toxic environment that nobody should be on. Nobody should be wasting their time on it. It always makes me cringe. We've been watching a Gordon Ramsay show out of the UK on finding the next big food superstar that he's going to invest in. So it's kind of a combination of Top Chef and uh, Shark Tank. And it's kind of entertaining. But the one whole episode was on social media and creating a 30-second video for your product that would be very popular on TikTok, and it just makes me cringe because people should not be on TikTok. Social media overall is toxic. TikTok, the most toxic of all because it kills your attention span. What do you think a bunch of 15 to 30-second videos is going to do? It is particularly aimed at children And the children are the ones that are dying because of access to TikTok. But as 
you may have guessed from a few shows in the past, I believe that a lot of that blame is going on to the parents of the kids, not directly on to TikTok, although TikTok does bear some of the blame. Another story brand new out of Milwaukee. This coming from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, quote, the parents of a nine-year-old Milwaukee girl who hanged herself last year in response to a blackout challenge on TikTok has sued the popular social media platform. Ariani Jaylene Arroyo's father, Herberto Arroyo, found his daughter hanging inside their home in February 2021 after her younger brother reported she wasn't moving. A lawsuit filed Tuesday in Los Angeles County Superior Court by the Social Media Victims Law Center. It makes similar claims on behalf of a mother of an eight-year-old, Lilani Erica Renee Walton of Temple, Texas, who it says also died by self-strangulation while trying to do the challenge last July. Now, the story then goes on to say the complaints contend that TikTok's algorithm continually made blackout challenge videos appear on the girls for you pages where users see random videos they might like based upon what they've previously watched. Now, this is how TikTok works, but this is how a lot of things online works. If you're watching a bunch of other stupid videos about a bunch of other stupid challenges, well, that's what TikTok is going to show you. The lawsuit, the article says, claims that TikTok knows Many of its users are under 13 and that it markets to people under 13, despite user terms purporting to limit the app's use to those 13 and older, end quote. Here again is where the insanity and parenting come in. Because the companies say our app is not safe for anybody under 13. If you are under 13, do not use this app. And they ask for a date of birth, I'm assuming like most of these social media companies do, because I've never signed up for TikTok, but they'll ask you for your age and kids will lie. Wow. But there's no way to verify because there's really no way to verify a kid's age. And it's illegal to ask for that kind of information if you're running a website. So kids lie. Does TikTok know about that? Yes, but TikTok will say, Well, you know, the law says uh, you can't, so we say don't, but if you do, we can't do anything about that. And all of these parents then want to blame TikTok, and this is where I've got to point the finger directly at the parents because there's nothing TikTok can do about it. It is your fault when you give your kid the phone. Quote, TikTok has specifically curated and determined that these blackout challenge videos Videos featuring users who purposefully strangulate themselves into losing consciousness are appropriate and fitting for small children, end quote, the lawsuit states. Um, No, but TikTok gets billions of morons uploading billions of videos every day and can't really police all of them. Again, this is where parenting would come in. The article says young users incomplete brain development makes them more susceptible to becoming addicted to using TikTok and scrolling through videos designed to retain their attention for longer periods of time, according to the lawsuit. No kidding. Kids brains are mush, just like Joe Biden. Joe Biden should also not be on TikTok. The girl Ariani, the article says, got a phone at age seven 
and soon signed up for TikTok. At first, she watched and made videos about dancing. She took ballet at school. Then she discovered the challenges. So giving a kid a phone at seven is the worst idea you could possibly have as a parent. Seven years old, giving them a phone and giving them access to everything that's on the internet is moronic. And I hate to blame the parents all the time, but it is absolutely on them. And the kid did not deserve to die, but their parents are at fault. Do not give a seven-year-old a phone. If they have to have a phone, buy them a flip phone that can only call you and maybe just text you. Do not give them a smartphone. If you do it, you're asking for trouble because social media is a cesspool. People do stupid crap on the internet and it's made for adults. There are places in the real world that children shouldn't go, but when it comes to cyberspace, I don't think anybody under the age of, you know, 12, 13, 14, who knows, should be on the internet. You want to talk about laws and guns? Well, there should be laws about parents who give their kids phones at age seven. They should be going to jail when the kid hangs themselves because they saw something stupid on TikTok. The parents, it falls directly on them. The lawsuit states, quote, she would sometimes discuss these challenges with her parents, and because all of the challenges they discussed involved eating and drinking challenges, which seemed harmless and not at all dangerous. Are you nuts? There's a lot of these that have been very dangerous, like the cinnamon challenge, stuff like that. Maybe they just figure their kid being asphyxiated or throwing up. That's all fine. Her parents did not regard these activities as dangerous. Quote, they understood that TikTok was a family-oriented social media product marketed to and safe for children to use, end quote. Oh, my God. If you understood that, you are a moron because there's nothing about TikTok that says it's family-oriented and it is safe for children. Nothing. Seven- and eight-year-old kids, they tell you if you're under 13, don't use the app. Do not use TikTok. TikTok themselves tells you that. So how do you think it's safe for children if the people that are running the app themselves say, if your kids are under 13, no, do not, do not, do not let them on the app. How do you understand that it's safe? No, it's not. This is why children are dying. I implore you, if you have kids or if you know somebody who's got kids and they're total morons and they don't know what's going on in the cyber world, let them know. This is actually life and death. Do not let their kids have access to the internet at a young age and not pay attention to any idea, have any idea what they're doing. To me, this is way more dangerous than a loon with a gun. There's a much bigger chance that your child is going to have something bad happen to them, possibly make them dead because of social media than somebody shooting them. But nobody wants to pay any attention to that. Nobody cares because it's a lot easier to give into the kid, give him a device. Oh, well, all their friends have them. Well, if all their friends wind up dead, then what are you going to do? You have to pay attention, people. You have to understand what's going on. And you can't just assume that what your kid's playing. Oh, because everybody plays on TikTok. You cannot assume that that means it is safe 
and something that is not going to bring harm to your kids. But I digress. I mean, parents, you got to do you, but your kids uh, are a big responsibility. Take that responsibility seriously. Maybe they're begging you for a phone at age seven. Don't do it. Do not do it. Now, Joe Biden, speaking of people begging like a seven-year-old, is demanding that gas prices come down. Yeah, this is Uncle Joe, the guy that the minute he took office, or maybe his brain, I don't know, maybe it was total mush at that point, but he went to war with the fossil fuel industry. Now, well, I was going to say he tweets, but do you think Joe Biden knows how to tweet? You think Joe Biden knows what a tweet is? Joe Biden's on social media. Parents, again, if there was ever a reason to keep your kids off of social media, it's that Joe Biden is on social media. But it's okay because he can't sniff their hair through the Internet yet. But he has people working on that technology. You better believe he does. Joe is spending millions of dollars right now to get the technology so he can sniff your children's hair through the Internet. Joe says, quote, well, Joe Biden's Twitter says, quote, my message to the companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump is simple. This is a time of war and global peril. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product and do it now. End quote. Ooh, I do love when the Joe Biden Twitter account gets all like manly all of a sudden. Mr. Biden, you went to war with the fossil fuel industry. You're currently at war with the fossil fuel industry. You are trying to put the fossil fuel industry out of business, and you have been very clear about that. And you actually hold power in your addled brain because you are the president of the United States, the greatest country on the face of the earth. You are the leader of the free world. So when you go to war with the fossil fuel industry, they believe their time is short to be able to sell their products. So you know what they're doing, Joe? They're trying to make money before you put them out of business, you old, stupid moron. I know that is uh, repetitive, and I apologize. But the people that are in charge of Joe Biden, because, again, I don't believe it's Joe Biden, just do not understand causality. They do not understand what's going on. If somebody was trying to put your business out of business and your family's livelihoods down the drain, you'd be trying to make every penny you could up until the point that you couldn't make it anymore. So here's an idea. Those who are puppeteering Joe Biden, those who have their hands firmly up Joe Biden's derriere, let American companies start drilling for oil. Let the prices come down. Let people be able to afford to fill up their gas tank once again. If not, it will be at your demise. Because I don't think anybody gives a crap about all of this other insanity going on, whether it's with abortions or guns. They cannot afford to gas up their tank and they cannot afford to put food on their table. That is going to be the number one thing on their mind when they go into the ballot box on November, whatever it is this year. That's what's going to be on their mind. 
So, I mean, maybe it's better that Joe and his cohorts just ignore this and hope it all goes away because it's not. Somebody from uh, China, the state-affiliated media in China, responded to the tweet from Joe Biden's account saying, now U.S. president finally realized that capitalism is all about exploitation. He didn't believe this before. So, Joe, Joe, you got a fan. Your Twitter account, Joe. It's this thing on the Internet, Joe. That's this. It's a bunch of tubes, Joe. This Internet thing. You have a fan. From uh, communist China. So good work. Good work, Joe. And in the hypocrisy of the week category comes Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot who was speaking at an event yesterday that said people are, quote, losing respect for the institutions of our democracy. That says to me that the people who are acting so brazenly have not only no respect for themselves, but they don't have respect for the institutions like the police department, who men and women every day on every watch are literally risking life and limb for our safety, end quote. Well, this goes back to the video that I saw where people were just attacking police cars. Mayor Lightfoot goes on with, quote, but toxicity in our public discourse is a thing that I think we should all be concerned about, right? End quote. Yeah, this is the same Lori Lightfoot that just days before was on stage yelling, F Clarence Thomas, F Clarence Thomas. So you tell me, Mayor Lightfoot, you tell me where you think the problem is with toxicity. In our public discourse, you are the problem. You are the one letting the city go down the tubes. The great governor, J.B. Prisker, letting Illinois go down the tubes. It's sad, but that's exactly what's happening. And you want to know why there is a problem with the uh, public discourse? It's because both sides are so divided at this point that if we haven't already gone past a tipping point we're getting close to where there will be no way to bring them back together without another major event without another civil war without something going on because i don't see it happening i do not see it happening in any other way but we will see now if you think things are bad here in chicago let's go out with the story of what's going on in washington state This comes from a story in the New York Post with the headline, School Board Director Jen Mason to Teach Sexual Pleasure Class to Nine-Year-Olds. I mean, you can see where this is going, right? The article, quote, a Washington State school board director who owns a sex shop. Well, maybe those two things shouldn't really cross, but okay. Making headlines. After announcing she will teach sex education classes for children as young as nine, on topics such as sexual anatomy for pleasure and safer sex practices for all kinds of sexual activities, the class for 9- to 12-year-olds is an introduction to topics related to relationships, puberty, bodies, and sexuality. We focus on what makes healthy versus unhealthy friendships and romantic relationships, the science of how puberty works, consent and personal boundaries, defining sex, and discussing why people may or may not choose to engage in sexual activities, end quote. That from Jen Mason, owner of Sex Shop Wink Wink in Bellingham and school board director for the Bellingham School District. Now, one thing to be said, this is not going on in the school. 
this woman is putting this class on in her sex shop where nobody is forced to go. But we were just talking about a lot of bad parenting with the TikToks. How many parents do you think in Washington are going to bring their nine-year-olds for this indoctrination? I bet you there's a lot. Because from what I understand, Washington is in really bad shape. But this, again, parents is something you need to be aware of. Your kids cannot go out into the world at this point without you keeping a closeful eye, guiding them, making sure you know who they are dealing with, what kinds of things they are being taught wherever they are, and just stay vigilant. That's really the only thing you can do as parents. This is just, to me, absolutely cringeworthy. The left will tell you, yeah, we're not a bunch of groomers. No, I think you are a bunch of groomers. And they're proud of it. And they're doing it out in public. So just imagine what's going on in the shadows and in the classroom when they say, don't tell mommy and daddy about this, but we're going to teach you this today. Hopefully your kids, you've taught them well, instilled in them that they need to be open and honest with you about what's going on and will grow up to be well-adjusted members of society, but that is getting harder. That is getting harder because our kids are being bombarded with bad things now 24 hours a day, seven days a week due to the internet and phones and tablets and all these devices. So parents, you got to be aware. I know, broken record, but you will thank me on down the line. And since we are a value for value show, it's very easy if you want to thank me. You just go to random thoughts, R E N D U M B thoughts.com online, click the donate button, and you can do a one time or monthly donation through PayPal. You can use the QR codes or wallet addresses if you want to do the crypto thing. You can use the P.O. box address if you want to help the United States Postal Service out. And you can also join us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash random thoughts, R E N D U M B thoughts and of course if you're using a podcasting 2.0 app which you can find at newpodcastapps.com and you got your wallet loaded up you can send us a boost you can stream us some satoshis it is all very much appreciated we do have a few people to thank for today's show including our buddy from the uk Stu coats with the six dollar and 66 donation that's a monthly donation and it's very much appreciated if everybody would just be like Stu coats we would be in good shape. Also, our buddy Brian Jeanette coming in with his monthly $5 over on Patreon. If a few more people sign up over there, I might be forced to start posting some more content over there that is exclusive to Patreon. Who only could wonder what that would be? Dennis Woods also coming in with $5 over on Patreon. And rounding it all up, our buddy from north of the border up in Canada, Scandinavia whatever you want to call it, commie, Scandinavia, perhaps, thanks to Justin Trudeau. Johnny Hipwell, coming in with the $3.33 donation, says, random thoughts donation, Johnny from Canada. Well, Johnny from Canada, we appreciate it. We appreciate everybody for supporting the show, helping us keep the service going, the microphone sounding good, and all of that. We appreciate all of the time that people take to listen to the shows that I do. I know there's a lot of things you can be listening to, and it is an honor that you're listening to this show. And if you want to reach out, you can do so on Twitter. It's okay now because Elon's buying it. 
Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L. If you're on Mastodon, if you're on No Agenda Social, it's Darren O'Neill at noagendasocial.com. If you want to reach out via the old email, Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N, at random, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com. Would love to hear from you. I hope you had a good 4th of July. I hope you didn't blow your hands off with some fireworks. I know people around here, the economy maybe wasn't that bad because they were spending a lot of money on things that went boom. So I hope everybody uh, still has all your fingers and all your toes. And with that said, we will be back next week on Wednesday to talk with you once again. But until then, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening. 